Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. It's good to finally see a local sports calendar that has been full, knock on wood, the last couple of weekends. And uh, one of the teams on that local calendar that's full is the Norwich women's hockey team. And joining us now is head coach Sophie LeClaire. Her team is 3-1. and one. Coach, how are you? Fantastic, Brady. Uh, it is the afternoon, isn't it? Time's flying by. Yeah. You're in season now, and you forget what it's like to be busy. First off, how many times has somebody called you Sophie LeClerc and you've never corrected them, including me? I didn't know until recently it was pronounced LeClerc, and I feel like a schmuck. I forgive you, number one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and secondly, a lot, a lot, <laughs> which is surprising. I feel like when you're in Vermont, I'm, I'm pretty safe, typically, given it's French and um, family's been around for a little bit, so... Uh, but I, uh, you know what? You just kind of kind of roll with it. You can't always correct people in the moment when they're in the zone. <laughs> Your team is three and one. You've played four games all against Castleton. Do you feel like you're in an end in a Stanley Cup playoff series against the Spartans at this point? I know we were joking about it. Like we actually had another game lined up midweek, and we were kind of half kidding. Like, oh, what do we call this? Like the Central Vermont Green Mountain <laughs> Cup or something? Yeah. <laughs> series. Um, but it's pretty cool. Even told the team, it's, it's not often you get to have um, this sort of series with with the same team in a season. So it's it's unique for sure. How, what's the relationship like between you and Castleton at this point? Is it a a mutual respect, graciousness that we get to play? Is it a, a, a seething disdain because you're all we get to see? What's what's the relationship like? Right yeah, now? definitely the former. I would say we are both on the same page of the understanding that we are still in a global pandemic and the fact that we have a team right down the road um, who have, has also been given the green light to play. Um, it's been awesome. I feel like their coach and I have become like best friends in the past two weeks, even though it's brand new um, just because, you know, every day we call each other and, you know, hope things are still okay for the weekend. And um, it's awesome. Honestly, I, I don't, and not one complaint from either me or the team. You're three and one. That first game of the year was a loss to Castleton. You guys aren't used to losing very often. So what was it like to start off your season with a loss, which is something that is not common in Norwich? Yeah, it was awesome. It was the best. <laughs> I was wow. so, I was thrilled. It was a great game. Um, Castleton came out on top in overtime, which was great. It was a it was our first game in over a year. It was the first time playing overtime three-on-three. Three. Um, there was just so many firsts, including for a number of our um, freshmen this year, the first game ever. So it was perfect. Um, I think it, it does you know, humble you a little bit um, in the best way possible because it, it really does promote growth and promote the um, expectation that every game will be a battle. Speaking of growth, you know, we're in a very similar age bracket. I won't give up either one of our ages, but we're in a very similar age bracket. And I don't remember hearing much growing up about women's hockey unless it was the Olympics. That was really it. And I ask you now, even from the time you played until now, how much has the sport grown? When you go out to recruit, how many more teams are there? How many more players are there? How much has it grown? Oh, exponentially. I can't even be, I mean, I played boys hockey, for example, growing up mm. until, um, I believe it was almost until high school wow. or until my parents said, no, no checking for you. Um, there just wasn't anything available. And then um, Spalding High School locally was, you know, just starting their their girls high school team. And it was all part of, of that growth. And, and now 
I mean, the the AAA teams, the AA teams, the let alone the Division One, Division Three growth um, in the NCAA world. Um, you're seeing these young players on social media. They're not posting about just the NHL. They're posting about their favorite um, players that are playing professionally or um, for playing for their national teams. It is just the culture in general. It's just, uh, wow, I can't even, and it's, I think it's just scratching the surface, honestly. How would you describe the women's game stylistically? It's not as physical as the men's game and it's not as fast just biologically as the men's game, but technically how would you describe the women's game in terms of where it's, how it's played? Yeah, I would, I would consider it more possession based. Um, I think, as a player and watching our team play, the, the, the physicality is always present for sure. But I would say overall, um, it is about possession um, because we have the freedom. There's no checking. So how can we leverage that? Um, let's possess the puck more. Let's, you know, we we know that the constraints are different. Therefore, how do we leverage that? Um, and I, I believe you can see it with, with possession plays, finesse plays um, all over the ice. You know, I've always said this for a long time about women's basketball. I've always thought that because it's not as athleticism-based, I thought that there are women's players that are significantly better technically than men's players. Better free-throw shooting, the shots just look prettier, the passing is better and crisper. Do you see the same thing in hockey on the women's side? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Y yes, I guess a short answer. I mean, I don't know. Um, I haven't done the comparisons maybe – as someone from your seat, for me, it's just I'm staring at the same, yeah, <laughs> the same, the same game. Um, but I think, again, knowing you, they they look at it, you look at the you know Team USA playing play Team Canada. Um, it's fast, it's north south, and I think uh, the players nowadays who are growing up want to emulate that. Sophie LeClaire with us here on the Brady Farkas Show. She's a head coach, Norwich Women's Hockey. They're going to take on Plymouth State this weekend. Finally, someone not named Castleton, so that will be uh, nice as well. What is it like coaching in a fanless arena? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, our kids were just talking about it the other day. Um, it's unique. It's unique for sure. There's less interaction in general. The momentum that you feel typically in a game where the fans are behind you um aren't there i think it's a little bit different on the women's side we're still growing um the fan attendance on a day-to-day -day basis but um we feel it and it was actually uh we were i mean last year a year ago almost to the day um where we were playing amherst in the ncaa game fanless yeah. for the first time and that um unbeknownst to us has become the new norm uh creeping into this year so it's i think we're accustomed to it now castleton was pretty cool they had all the cutouts and it kind of adds this, you know, less empty feeling, but. Very cool. Um, I wanted to ask you about, I had something, a great, brilliant question I wanted to ask you. Oh, I now I know what it was. Here we go. Um, how good is women's hockey in this area in general? When I think about, they're not playing this year, but Plattsburgh and Middlebury also in this area. How good and how fortunate are we to have such good women's hockey programs in a relatively small area? Yeah, extremely 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 fortunate um i think it's just getting better i think we're um be, you know as much as you're seeing the game grow from a player's perspective i think you're seeing it from a coaching perspective as well where we have female coaches that are in the industry um and and growing the game from a coach's perspective and i think we're really fortunate to have just people who love hockey in new england and therefore there will always be 
um, the demand and that's, it's pretty cool. You don't have to go far to find a good opponent, um, a good team or, or good players to, to continue feeling those programs. You know, I don't know the exact number, but going up and down your roster, you have multiple Vermonters on your roster and you played at Norwich being a Vermonter as well. Is that important to you to, to have local kids or is it just, Hey, best kids wherever they are? Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely the best kids, obviously, is, is what every coach um, looks for. But I, I'd be lying to you if I said, for me, it wasn't important to me. I think, um, given my background, where I came from, and it, what felt like at the time, very limited opportunities and very limited um, opportunities to be seen by prospective college coaches, um, that whenever Vermonter reaches out or whenever I get a chance to you know, go see a, a high school game, um, it is – it is important to me and worth worth the time and effort. Is most of your recruiting at this point in the women's game, is it done through high schools? Is it done through prep schools? Is it done through club teams? Where do you get, where do you watch most games from? COVID era or? Uh, uh, regular times. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yes to all of the above. I think every school has their, their little um, niche, I guess you could say, of where they – they feel they've had the most success um, where there's, you know, schools that have a relationship, alumna, et cetera, with certain programs. But outside of that, I think it's casting as big a net as possible um, and leveraging what you feel you have um, to connect with, whether it's your background, where you played. Um, and, you know, in my instance, I speak French. So, okay, how can I leverage that um, and go into Quebec? And I think every coach in the industry has their little um, – connection with either a coach or program, et cetera. But outside of that, it's um, you're all just doing the same thing and searching for the best players for your team. You know, it's interesting you say that. I'll get you out of here on this. You know, I've been doing a lot of talking over the last couple of months about how UVM on the men's side is going to rebuild itself. And they hired head coach Todd Woodcroft, and he has experienced coaching uh, for Team Canada, but also with Sweden in the World Junior Championships. And you just mentioned being able to speak French. How important is the ability to – be multilingual or at least have relationships with overseas places or other pockets of hockey. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think it's sort of low key right now, how important it is. And I think there are definitely some programs who have leveraged that um, and have kind of um, put themselves in that market because of other constraints, maybe they don't have the recruiting budget. So, okay, I'm going to solely watch film from Europe because, you know, we can't get out there and this is yeah. where we can be better. Um, and again, try to find a way where they can be better than the rest and, and kind of get the edge. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's not many in the NCAA on the women's side that have that, secondary language or have a secondary nationality. Um, and so when you do see it, it does reflect in their roster for sure. Sophie LeClaire, she's the head women's hockey coach at Norwich. The cadets are three and one. They're back on the ice this upcoming weekend. Knock on wood, all things hoping uh, against Plymouth State. So Sophie, we appreciate it. Best of luck, best of health and continued success at Norwich as well. Thanks, Brady.